Welcome to the St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows podcast channel. The sermon you are about to hear is from our worship service on May 7th, 2023. For more information about the community and ministries of St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows, you can visit our website, smlutheran.org. There you will find the full online worship service from which this sermon is taken. And if you would like to contribute financially to help sustain the ministries at St. Mark's, You'll find information on how to do that there as well. And now, here's Pastor Siggy Helgeson with the Gospel reading. Today's Gospel comes from John chapter 14, verses 1 through 14. Jesus said, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the place to where I am going. Thomas said to Jesus, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know the Father also. From now on, you do know and have seen my Father. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip? And you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but it is the Father who dwells in me, who does these works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact, will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask for anything, I will do it. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Have you ever gone on a hike in an unfamiliar place and realized that you aren't sure where the path leads or or where you are going? Well, there is a word for that. It's called lost. When you finally realize that you are lost, it can be disorienting and kind of scary. I remember the first time coming out to these lovely trails here at Point Defiance and wandering through the pass, not knowing where I would end up. And it felt okay for the time to be lost as I knew I wouldn't be too far away from where I started. But then I saw these signs and I thought, oh good, I'm still on the path. And they were also helpful in directing those hikers like me 
who might not be sure of exactly where they're going or if they're on the right path. I think this is a great metaphor for life. There are times in our lives when we go through change or transition and we aren't certain exactly where we are going. Perhaps it's a change in life that happens because we are ready for or desire something different in our lives. Good changes like going to college or graduating, taking on a new job or responsibility, or maybe falling in love and getting married, having that first child, or moving into a new neighborhood or a new school or perhaps retiring. All of these changes, even when they're good, can still bring with it a feeling of disorientation, maybe a feeling of loss or fear or anxiety. Can you recall a time when you started a new school or went off to college, what that felt like? Or perhaps you can recall a move, or maybe you have moved recently. What did it feel like to pack up all of your belongings and leave a familiar place to go to a new home? Well, perhaps there are other changes, ones that we are not in control of, like having a health crisis or a diagnosis or even the loss of a loved one. Changes that cause grief and anxiety leave us feeling disoriented and perhaps a bit lost. As a faith community here at St. Mark's, we have experienced many changes over this past year. We said goodbye to our associate pastor, Hallie, just a few months ago as she left to take a new call. And last week, we celebrated our senior pastor, Pastor Jan, 22 years of ministry here at St. Mark's as he retired. So we may be wondering in this community, what's next? With all of these changes, it may feel a little disorienting and it could bring up feelings of anxiety and well, we might feel a little lost for a time. So to have this particular gospel lesson for today seems so appropriate. Because here, Jesus is comforting his disciples who also are feeling disoriented, confused, fearful, and well, a little lost. And Jesus begins by saying to them, do not let your hearts be troubled. So it makes us wonder, well, why were their hearts troubled? Well, to give some context to these words of Jesus, it's important to see what went before this address that he's giving to them. It's right after they have celebrated the Passover together and their very last supper. Jesus has washed their feet He's given them a command to love one another. They have broken bread, and one of them, Judas, has left quickly, and they don't know why. Jesus is talking about someone betraying him and that 
Peter will deny him. And then he says that he'll be leaving them and they can't go with him. No wonder their hearts are troubled. This is troubling news, upsetting and disorienting. Where is Jesus going? Well, then Jesus says, I am going to prepare a place for you, and you know the way to the place where I am going. Well, Thomas asked Jesus, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Thomas, again, the patron saint of authenticity. He is taking Jesus literally, as were all the disciples. Where is this physical place, and how do we get there? How do we follow you to this place? Where, where are the directions, uh, the signposts to show us the way? Then Jesus does what he so often does. He just flips the question and he reveals to them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So what is this Jesus is talking about? Jesus is the way. It's not a location, but rather a relationship. The Greek word for way is hodos, which can be translated as road or even journey. However, as Angela Parker describes in Working Preacher, she said, it also has a connotation that serves metaphorical purposes. Hodos can also represent the way or the way of life. And that connotes more behavior. In the Acts of the Apostles, the first Jesus followers called themselves people of the way. So this I am the way statement of Jesus is actually the last one in the Gospel of John. To wrap up all those I am statements, it follows I am the resurrection and the life that we just heard at the raising of Lazarus. And now to say I am the way, the truth, and the life. By now, Jesus has told the disciples several times who he is, and he connects himself to the Father, to Yahweh, who also said, I am, to Moses in the wilderness. When Moses said, who should I tell people that you are who sent me? And God said, I am. Tell them I am has sent you. So we see in John that Jesus connects his identity to God. In fact, he is God. He is the way to see and to know who God is. Jesus is giving the disciples and us not a physical location or signs or a roadmap to follow, but rather a relationship to abide in. It is located not on a path or a road, but in a person, in Jesus. The way is right in front of them. Simply believe. In times of change and facing the unknown and unexpected challenges of life, Jesus not only offers us a path to follow, but offers himself as the way to follow. 
the truth to believe, and the life to enter into abundantly. So do you remember the last time this gospel reading came into our lectionary rotation? Well, I'll tell you. It was right in the middle of 2020. We had just entered into a season of huge change and upheaval as we began to realize we were in a worldwide pandemic. And I remember back in that time how disorienting it was and alarming to hear daily about those who were hospitalized due to COVID and all of the deaths. It was frightening. There was so much loss and really a feeling of being lost, not knowing which way to go, what truth to believe, and how we would ever get back into daily normal life again. During that time, we were doing things remotely and tried different ways to reach out and keep connected. And one of those ways was through audio recordings or podcasts, as they're called. And I remember one such podcast that I did along with Sarah Moore. She talked about her experience of going to Holden Village to live for a season with their family during the pandemic. And she spoke about how disorienting it was to go to a place that they had visited many times and they had so enjoyed the community. But because of the COVID restrictions, it felt very different. And the sense of community was all but lost. She recalled needing to find their way together with others who lived in their dorm. And she said a phrase that I will always remember, and that was to hold things loosely. And I think that is true of us, that we need to continue to hold things loosely, to give ourselves the grace we need as we go through times of transition and change. When we are tempted to want to grip on to what we have known in the past and try to recreate it, we are encouraged to hold things loosely. And Sarah recalled, in that way, they were able to create community in a new way. In our staff devotions this past week, Linda McKellar shared a quote from Richard Rohr, which is something that can be used in times of transition and change. Richard Rohr put it this way, there comes a time when the things that were undoubtedly good and right in the past must be left behind. For there's always a danger that they might hinder us from moving forward and connecting with the one necessary thing, Christ himself. Of course, there is lost and it is right to grieve and not to pretend otherwise. Insecurity makes certitude attractive and it is in times like these that I want to harness God to my preferred scheme of things. For it is risky to be so vulnerable. Yet it is this vulnerability that asks for trust and hope in God's plans, not mine. So I try to learn each time that I am called upon to move forward, to hand over the past freely, putting it behind me and moving on with hands open and ready for the new. Oh, in times of transition and loss, I know when, when I have been lost, I've been comforted in knowing that I have good hiking companions. 
Jesus who is with me to help guide me through with his grace and love. And we have one another on this journey as companions along the way. So dear church, do not let your hearts be troubled. This is our task as we follow the way, Jesus, who guides us, walks with us, and invites us to trust in his grace for the journey. Amen.